Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. So if you're going to use valerian root, um, I would recommend using it for anxiety, but not insomnia. And I'm going to tell you why. Of course, let me give you the disclaimer, check with your doctor before taking this advice. Okay. Don't come off your medications because of me. So this is just meant for education and for you to do your own research, but valerian root, okay. And Valium um, have been shown to have really no significant difference in effectiveness. So in other words, they both work the same for anxiety, yet valerian root has virtually no side effects. And Valium has major side effects, especially trying to come off that drug. Now, they both work to increase GABA. And the way they do it is they block GABA receptors, slightly differently, but the same effect. So if you block the GABA receptor, you have less recycling and GABA just stays around a lot longer giving you more GABA. And GABA is a neurotransmitter that helps make you calm. It helps reduce stress. It's an inhibitory neurotransmitter. And when someone's deficient in GABA, they might have more anxiety. They might have more insomnia. Yet when someone's deficient in serotonin, okay, yet this has never been proven. There's just theories. The person is more likely to get insomnia and depression. So with serotonin deficiencies, we have depression. With GABA deficiencies, we have anxiety. Now, of course, I like to always focus on natural remedies, but realize that as you're coping with this problem with a natural remedy that has lesser side effects, you always wanna be finding the deeper cause. You wanna be getting to the root. Now, there's many ways to increase GABA in your body. Um, kimchi is one way because uh, your microbes, your friendly bacteria, make neurotransmitters. And by consuming either kimchi or sauerkraut, it has both the microbes as a probiotic and the prebiotics. So it has probiotics and prebiotics, the fiber, which the microbes eat. But valerian root is more like a sedative. If you have anxiety or you have panic attacks, um, it can calm you down. Now, the problem with taking valerian root when you're sleeping is that it can make you feel groggy when you wake up. You can feel very drowsy the next day. You can have daytime sleepiness the next day. So you're not necessarily going to wake up feeling refreshed. Why? Because valerian root is a sedative. In fact, some people get the side effect of having insomnia. So they're taking it for insomnia, but they end up staying up all night. Also, valerian root can slow your pulse rate down. So I don't like valerian root as a sleep remedy. But here's the big question that I want to talk about. Why do you have sleeping problems? Why are you anxious? Why are you depressed in the first place? Typically, there are two hormones that are involved. Uh, one is high levels of cortisol. That's like the number one thing behind sleeping problems, as well as the number one hormone behind feeling anxious because cortisol is a stress hormone. So it kind of keeps you in this stress mode. And then on the flip side, your sleep is controlled by melatonin. And melatonin is on the pathway to serotonin. And so there's a relationship between having more melatonin and more serotonin. And if you don't have enough melatonin, you're not gonna sleep. And you'll probably be depressed. And because you're not sleeping, you'll have anxiety. So fixing this melatonin thing is very, very important 
in helping not just insomnia, but depression and anxiety. Now, I definitely do not recommend taking melatonin. I'm going to tell you why. Because anytime you're taking a hormone, you tend to uh, cause the gland that is producing this hormone to go to sleep. It doesn't need to produce anymore. So people that actually start taking melatonin cause the pineal gland to kind of go into dormant mode. And this forces the body to be more dependent on melatonin. And this goes for all hormones, whether the person's taking testosterone or estrogen or even thyroid hormones. When you take these communications that the body is producing, the gland that produces them just doesn't have to produce anymore. So you have to kind of uh, be cautious anytime you're taking any hormone, whether it's growth hormone or a sex hormone or even melatonin. A much, much better way to get melatonin is through increasing the exposure to infrared light, which comes from the sun. It comes from the sun rising, the sun setting. It comes from the sun in general. And of course, I'm not telling you to stay out the sun all day, but enough sunlight exposure will give you the infrared spectrum, which is different than the UV light. But guess what? It's also been shown to increase GABA. And also, if you have more melatonin, you'll have more serotonin. And the sun gives you vitamin D. So if you're depressed, anxious, or have sleeping problems, the sun is a powerful, powerful remedy if you get it in moderation. But unfortunately, people don't even go outside to get it at all. And if it's the wintertime, you can also get it from sitting in front of your uh, fireplace or even having incandescent lights or even having candles around. So infrared is a very interesting topic and it's extremely powerful and helping yourselves make melatonin. So melatonin is not just the darkness hormone that's created when the lights are out, but it's also the hormone that's created through light. And this might be new information for you, but there is a video that I'd like to share with you on this topic. And I wanna add one more thing. Infrared light also helps lower cortisol. So this is why being outside, being exposed to the sun can help reduce cortisol. Real quick story. You may have heard this before. I had a patient who um, had this protruded belly. I mean, just, it was huge. And every time he went on a vacation down to Florida, he didn't change his diet. In fact, he probably drank more alcohol, but he was out in the sun, okay, by the beach. And he would come home and his stomach was literally flat, okay? So that was probably a combination of lowering cortisol, increasing melatonin, and probably even sleeping better. So let me just kind of give you a list of things that I would recommend to help you sleep and also reduce anxiety at the same time. Number one, of course, exercise. That's a given. Long walks are great, but regular high-intensity interval training is really good too. Uh, physical work around the house is probably even better for stress and sleep. I've mentioned that before. Number two, getting exposed to infrared light. And yes, you can also get infrared um, therapy, like whether it's a sauna or just the light therapy or even some infrared um, pad that you can put on a joint that you have inflammation on. It's a great therapy. And even just being out in the sun, very good therapy. All right, number three, vitamin B1. I would recommend getting it from nutritional yeast or sunflower seeds, okay? Sunflower seeds. At the end of your meal, 
just grab a nice big handful of sunflower seeds, make sure there's sea salt, not just sodium chloride, and you'll get a good amount of B1. All right, number four, your microbiome makes neurotransmitters, okay? So the more you build up your microbes in your gut, you're gonna make more GABA, and you're gonna make more serotonin, and you're gonna help your stress levels, and you're gonna sleep better. So a good probiotic or sauerkraut or kimchi is essential if you have anxiety, depression, or insomnia. And of course, if you're gonna take a probiotic, I would always take it right before bed. It seems to work good that way. And last but not least, and this might shock some of you, and I'm being very sarcastic, but get on the healthy version of keto and do intermittent fasting. That's just a, a, a basic um, building block so everything else can work.